Hi friends, and welcome back to Acting Like an Actor. I'm your host, Sophie Jordan-Collins, and this week, we do not have an actor. This week, we have Leo Dazan Mendoza, who owns a business helping YouTubers grow and monetize their channels. In this video, we talk about how you can make money from YouTube today, how having a YouTube channel can benefit your acting career, and what makes a YouTube channel successful. If you've ever thought about dabbling in the world of YouTube or have any questions about it, then you will find something very valuable in this episode. Let's go. Are you rich? Are you famous? What have you been on? I don't really recognize you and neither does my mom. Can you laugh? Can you cry on command? I mean, you said you were an actor, man. What's your actual plan in this shadow? Dude, I'm just acting like an actor. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Acting Like an Actor. I'm your host, Sophie Jordan-Collins, pretending I didn't just record this intro without hitting the record button. Today, we are here with our wonderful guest, Leo Mendoza. Let's start off with our first segment, which is Irritating Icebreakers. And I'm going to hit you with a question that you've now had time to think about, Leo. If you were stranded on an island with internet, what are the three items you would want to have with you? Great question. Only three. Let me think about this. <laughs> uh, my phone. That's number one. Now that I'm rethinking this, actually, sure. mm -hmm. uh, I, um, a uh, what's like a fire starter? Oh my gosh, that's what Kaylin said as well. My last guest, yeah. yeah. Smart. I've watched a lot of survival shows. Okay, fair enough. Um, and a water purifier. Love it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, there's food on that island because if there isn't, then there's no. I'm I'm gonna die. There might be animals. You just gotta hunt and fend for yourself. Sick. I'll let them all fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. This one's a little deeper. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? Ooh. I keep on wanting to say all these Christian answers because just because we know our background, like yeah, they I talk about that stuff. Like, yeah, and a lot of my guests as well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, put God first. That's literally if you do that, everything else is flows right. Um, which is also connected to like listening to that voice. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, and final little question. What is the first thing you thought about this morning? Ooh. Remember. So I have a, I'm very like disciplined with my morning yes, routine. I literally, the first thing I think of is I, I literally stretch. Okay, love. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like what stretch am I going to do? Thought. Yeah, okay, I love it. Um, Honest answers. Okay, I do have a fourth question. This one is funny. We can dive into it if you want, or okay. you don't have to. Do you have a weird LA dating story? I just like to ask people, is there anything that just comes to your mind right away? My guilty conscience, like I feel bad when you match on, on like some kind of dating app mm -hmm. and you don't show up. Okay. Have you been the one who doesn't show up before, Leo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, I'll be honest, I've never actually met anyone from a dating app in person. Oh. I've just like stopped myself. Okay. Yeah. So he is the weird one. <laughs> I don't know. Noted. Okay, ladies, have you ever seen Leo on the dating app? You know what to do. <laughs> don't even try. I feel like it'll okay. meet people naturally um, yeah. doing the things you love in life. And so, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, kind of moving into the meat of this episode. Leo, can you kind of describe what it is that you do? I'll have given them a backstory, but if you were to put into words what exactly you do, what would you say? Yeah, so I've been developing this, like, presentation of what I do. I basically classify myself as a YouTube channel developer, which basically means I own and help grow YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's the best way I could summarize everything yeah. because 
I'm not a typical YouTuber, right? So for those who don't know, I have like a portfolio of 16 channels that I'm growing currently. And all, mostly all of them are faceless, so they don't see me. Um, and it's actually, that's a, that's a story in itself. But, yeah. um, but I also help other people grow channels, um, whether having them as clients and I actually just started like coaching um, people as well. So mm -hmm. that's, so YouTube channel developer, helping people grow channels. Yeah. And while growing my own, cause that's my priority still. Yeah. Cool, love that. Um, can you kind of tell us your story of how you fell into the YouTube world? Cause I know you've been doing it for a long time and it's kind of pivoted <laughs> yeah. from working with huge YouTubers to smaller ones, et cetera, et cetera. Can I share, I, I, we used to work together for a channel uh, we won't say what channel, but yeah, side note. Um, <clears throat> this all started with uh, my my cousin married uh, this guy named Joel Solendong, and uh, he now owns like a editing company, mm -hmm. video editing company. Um, shout out to that. <laughs> um, he used to film a lot of weddings, and when he went to California, I would be the person he asked me to film. Yeah, and I still remember the first wedding I filmed. He, uh, I had, I've never held a camera. I've never filmed anyone. And then he, he I thought, I thought I was just going to be the person helping carry stuff, but he was like, just pretend you're a videographer. And if anyone asks you like, um, what, uh, how long have you been doing this? And like, oh, I've been doing, you know, I've been working on it. Like basically still saying the truth, but like, yeah, just not, not the <laughs> whole truth. That's the film industry in a nutshell though. It's yeah. like, just kind of pretend you know what you're doing. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? There's actually a deeper philosophy in that, which is like, everyone is still figuring it out. Anyone who, you could, the biggest person you inspire to be or like look up to, um, one of my favorite writers is Simon Sinek, shout out to Simon Sinek. But like, I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> he might be, you never know. You're posting this on the internet. And uh, yeah, in time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like by reminding yourself that everyone is still figuring it out, and no one has it all figured out like gives you this grace to be like figure it out along the way mm -hmm. and uh, just trusting the all process mm -hmm. yeah no matter what job I used to be a, a special ed teacher that's this is a side note but I used to be a teacher and even if uh, I was in the classroom and I was getting paid to teach um, I still felt like uh, what's what's the term imposter, imposter. Yeah, we all, yeah. yeah and I went to school for it and everything yeah. And that doesn't go away. I think that's just a constant. It's like the human experience. Yeah. I know. We all feel like everybody else has it figured out and we're just the odd one out who's yeah. like not supposed to be there. I know. It's yeah. a constant mental battle. But if you remind yourself that no one has it figured exactly. out, then it's you're good. You're yeah. like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. Like, like this experience right now, like I haven't really interviewed in this format. Mm -hmm. So I'm just here to learn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I used to do these weddings, um, even all around the country, like we had weddings in Baltimore, Florida, he would fly me out and I would film weddings and I was like, this is amazing. Um, you get paid to film, like weddings are like one of my favorite things. People are usually the happiest yeah, time of their yeah, life. Truly. And if you're good at like just making people feel loved and like comfortable, like people want to hire you because the videographer, if you're like super, um, awkward <laughs> and you're like in the the change like these really intimate moments in people's lives um it's not fun yeah. and you could just read it on their faces like i would be invited to like even the bridal party rooms right um and they feel hopefully they felt comfortable um and so like just learning how to just be a, a good energy i guess yeah. so yeah so i was 
when I started doing these weddings, I started a company and slowly, I'll, I'll just summarize a little bit, but scaled it up to like 10 part-time employees. Um, and we were filming around two to three weddings a week. I was making good money. I was making more money as a videographer than as a teacher. My friend, I've been around YouTubers since like 2007, which is crazy. Um, and my friend, um, Disney bought Maker Studios, uh, I forgot what year, and he was one of the YouTubers. He, oh, cool. he invited me to Florida uh, to, to help him film a video. Um, and so I went, uh, and I was just around all these YouTubers and there's just that voice. We've talked about this before, but like I had this voice and like, this is your future. I resigned from teaching uh, during spring break. I literally just went in and gave my resignation. Went full time on my videography. Long story short, I realized I got lost in the videography because I did videography so I could become like full time in YouTube. Um, but then you know how it is. Have you heard of golden handcuffs? Like that concept? Of when you're getting paid a lot of money yeah and so you like especially yeah. like if you're getting paid a lot of money it's hard to leave sometimes yeah. and so you lost sight of your end vision because you're making such good money vision that's a perfect example and yeah. I feel like all of us have like a different we're meant to do different things in life and have a vision and sometimes we get distracted and I think everything happens for a reason so sometimes these distractions are actually part of that purpose and other times it's because of fear or something almost. Mm -hmm. um, if the enemy can't get you, he'll distract you. Yeah, which is worse because it's like your time. Time is like, yeah. I'm only getting older. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, it's so true. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll summarize a bit. So, um, so I closed my videography company, which is one mm -hmm. of probably one of the biggest mistakes and lessons I learned because oh, yeah. as an entrepreneur, like, you don't have to close down a business. You could sell it. When I, I was younger, so I didn't know. I could have sold it or I could have hired a, a manager yeah. to operate that. That would have been six figures coming in, like, oh my gosh. Passively, like, almost. Yeah, like over, like, and it could have just kept on growing mm -hmm. while I'm doing YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, but I sold it. I closed yeah. it. I mean, I didn't sell it. I closed it down. Um, and from there, I had opportunities to work for these other YouTube channels full time. Mm -hmm. Went to Toronto, Canada. I was going to work for uh, a huge friend of mine named Evan Carmichael, I was gonna work for him, but then a family thing happened where I can't, it was so embarrassing actually. I had a going away party to go to Toronto, oh, Canada, wow. and I came back a week later to go back to California. So and you did move there and then yeah. you moved back? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> like I moved in, um, oh, wow. yeah, to like a house, and, uh, and it was kind of embarrassing, but like, same thing, that voice, Usually. that I was supposed to come back, it was like a family thing that happened. Okay. Um, and I just fell off being so far away. My intention was to help for a year and then um, build my own channels full time because I felt like, <laughs> and but then the lesson of golden handcuffs came again, came again, where like I was getting stable salary, you know, I'm getting paid well, I liked the team. One year became four years. Uh, and then that voice once again was like, do your own thing. And uh, so that was a year, October 30 of last year. and been fully doing your own yeah. stuff ever since. Yeah. yeah, that was a long answer. <laughs> no, but that was good, and that makes sense of how you, yeah, how you fell into it. Um, yeah, which is so cool. So, can I add one more thing to that? Yeah, too? absolutely. Okay, so, so the past year I've been just building my own channels, but a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago I decided to open up my Wednesdays to help other people. Okay. So that's where the helping other people grow their channels come into play. 
I'm I'm like eight like 85 15 85 percent focused on my stuff and then 15 mm-hmm. percent helping other people so how many YouTube channels do you own at the moment uh, own yeah. way more than I could think of but oh, okay. operating Oper- yeah. 16 16 okay, 16 cool. active that are in development and possibly more <laughs> okay cool yeah and most of these are faceless or all of them uh, currently they're all faceless except for I started I relaunched uh, a channel with my face okay. um, teaching YouTube so okay. that one like so my philosophy on like faceless channels is like um, there's certain niches where that's the best way to provide value to the viewer but then if you're teaching like YouTube education like a personal brand works the best yeah because people don't want advice from someone they can't see and trust mm-hmm. and so people like have seen me and like known my face and I just want to brand yeah. myself that way. It's more yeah. personable too, um, to have a person. So, um, okay, I'm curious about these faceless channels. So what does <laughs> that entail? Like, can you give us an example of what one of those channels is like? Yeah, okay. I'll give a little backstory. Sure. So the reason why, for anyone who's kind of self-conscious being in front of the camera, I'm usually the one behind the scenes, right? Um, so I didn't want to show my face because I felt self-conscious about, about that. Um, so for those who want to start a YouTube channel, and don't want to show your face, faceless channel, excuse me, is the way to go. Um, so yeah, I'll, I could tell you the niche I'm in for one sure. of my channels. I, I do movie recaps. So if you've oh. ever seen a movie recaps channel, it's basically uh, a voiceover um, talking about like summarizing a movie. Oh. Uh, that's the usual concept. Hey actors, this could be a side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could, yeah, it's a great way to practice your voice talent, but mm-hmm. I'm actually not even showing my voice. so. The, um, the past year has a, de- a development of like what works the best and I've been like tweaking AI voiceovers mm. and I found one that is so real that I get comments saying Who is this? they think it's a, a real person wow. but these you should give them a name Leo you could start a business with this guy <laughs> possibly mm-hmm. yeah um, but AI technology is so wild that like it's getting so real you can't distinguish between real and fake and in that niche that using an AI voiceover works yeah it can work um so and it's more cost effective and stuff too I assume 100 um, percent so I do want to talk a little bit about the money in the YouTube space yeah. if you're comfortable talking about yeah. that how do most youtubers um make their income because i know i feel like that's kind of a thing is like people think of youtubers and they're like oh they're raking it in but how exactly does that work is that from the views is that from brand deals how do youtubers typically make their money okay so in summary everyone makes money differently okay there's like multiple ways to find out what products and services you could sell to your audience Mm -hmm. um so it's really based on the type of content you're creating so you could go like you could reverse engineer anything so I'll give you an example because I actually thought about this like I almost gave you this idea I feel like for your channel so many people are interested in the whole acting thing as a brand new actor if there's a desire for if you solve that problem for them by creating a course <laughs> literally a course uh, there's multiple ways to do it, but let's say a course you just create a course of like the things you use all the technology you use mm-hmm. um, that's one way to monetize your channel uh, uh, even more um, and then simple as putting a link in the description, um, that's one way, or um, building an email list and then slowly cultivating that relationship and then selling that course through that email mm. list. Um, so every channel is completely different. Like 
the example I just gave you right now, I can't sell an acting course. Well, I can, but like, I can't put that in my movie recaps channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the audience enough. is different. Right. So yeah. for those channels, how are you making your income? Yeah. Is it through selling courses and stuff like that or watch time or? Yeah. I'll, since we already brought up the whole movie recap thing, I'll just yeah. really like elaborate on that sure. niche. Uh, for that channel, I make AdSense. Okay. So it's actually generated, it's monetized. So for, for example, let's say for that movie recaps channel, I want to, um, create a, um, let's go back to courses. Sure. Uh, let's, uh. This is how you make a movie recaps YouTube channel. Okay. And this is how you like go from zero subscribers to over a thousand and make money on AdSense. So yeah. whatever content you're creating is evidence and proof of success solving a certain problem. Okay. Right. So, so it's almost like using the audience that's coming to your YouTube channel to provide them with something of more value that costs money. You're almost like leading yeah. them to a second source. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing a little bit? Yeah. Um, of course, every channel is different. Like I, yeah. keep, I keep on repeating, but like, basically, if you understand your audience and you understand the desires of the audience, the psychology of the audience, then you could line up that desire with products and services that further. And sometimes, um, sometimes you can help them with things that you're not even making money from. So I'll give you an example. If someone's asking some YouTube advice, and like they don't need my course, right? And, and now I always believe in the long term and karma and all these things. Yeah. So like. I'm not going to try to sell them a course when they don't need a course. Maybe they just need this book that's $10 that's on Amazon. Right. So it's really based on the individual um, viewer. And that's actually a monetization strategy I learned um, recently. Just like a doctor listens to... Um, man, I feel way more comfortable. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Obi. Uh, just like a doctor, when you sit with a doctor, you just share all your problems. And they're like, oh, here's a prescription. Here's what, here's what uh, can help you, right? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes a doctor might not even recommend things that they're selling, right? They're, they might be recommending a different doctor. And the same thing, yeah. right? That's what a good doctor does. Right. Um, and I think that's the best thing for a long-term relationship with your audience. Yeah. So the more you understand your audience, the better you can help them. And sometimes helping is not actually selling products and services. Maybe it's just continually doing what you're doing at a larger volume. So for your channel, let, I, let's just elaborate and it's become a coaching session but, I know. <laughs> but let's say yeah. let's say you really recognize that the about the biggest value you're providing is helping brand new actresses or actors or, mm -hmm. or just acting in general yeah if that's the main thing maybe they don't need another course or they don't need another thing maybe they just want to see more videos of you teaching that maybe twice as many videos a week and if you have enough of video library if you do the math like YouTube's crazy. Like, here, here's an example. Uh, let's say you have a thousand videos in your video library, and each one is just making ten dollars a month. It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you do the math, it's ten ten k a month. Yeah. So, if you're looking at every YouTube video is like a digital asset that's literally possibly gonna make you money through AdSense or by selling products and yeah. services. And like over time too, because those stay there. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know mm -hmm. how some YouTubers will like do really, really well for a certain period of time and then they'll like retire, but their old videos are still up. Yeah. Is that because those videos are still making them income if they're still getting views, right? Yeah. So it's like the ultimate form of passive income. Yeah. If you can do well on YouTube. They call, well, I, I actually agree that YouTube videos is like digital real estate. Mm -hmm. They're literally houses that you're creating. 
creating a whole village like I'm just creating a visual but like yeah um, and then you're helping people you're helping provide value that's why I don't mind like creating so many channels right because another another strategy of having multiple channels is like just the mental health as well we can talk about yeah. that later but um uh, yeah you're just creating all these revenue streams and audiences and not really so dependent on one revenue stream yeah because <laughs> that means what you have 15 different sources of, of income from youtube alone let alone the other yeah. stuff you do which is so important in today's society yeah. especially if you're going to be a freelancer and a business owner but i'll be honest um some of the channels are brand new okay so they're not monetized through yeah. adsense yet mm -hmm. um <laughs> i haven't shared this like strategy to i'll give this example sure so when I first started last year, like I had a channel where I was kind of doing, I wanted to see what the, 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 the boundaries were for YouTube. Okay. And I was doing some provocative thumbnails, if you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Like clickbait stuff. I basically got that channel deleted. Oh. <laughs> hey, you got to test the water sometimes. Yeah. Right, but long-term play is always to create family friendly content. Yeah. Um, that's the best for your personal brand, but, um, just brand deals, everything in general. Yeah. Um, I was going somewhere with that. I forgot where I was going. Go ahead. Yeah, we're talking about provocative <laughs> thumbnails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the strategy, what I learned, I really believe everything happens for a reason. And, like, yeah. you could use something. Like, mistakes are just, like, lessons. Yeah, there are no mistakes. They're just lessons. <laughs> yeah, because mm -hmm. how do you define what a mistake is, right? Right. Um, if it led you to somewhere good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so... I realized like even though that channel got deleted I literally all I did was repackage the thumbnails because the videos were still good I started a brand new channel um, and it's actually about to be monetized with the same exact videos so all smart. I did yeah so you like so so check that out because I learned that every channel I have like, even though I say I have 16 channels it's really eight I have doubles Oh. Yeah, because you could rebrand it to target a different audience yeah. with the same videos. That's a little tweaked, but it's your content, so you're not getting copyrighted, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, um, and it's crazy. You could literally double your income with the same content. Yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. <laughs> um, how good is the YouTube AdSense money? I'm curious. So if you don't do the like trying to sell people anything, if you literally just yeah. make YouTube videos and want to be kind of lazy and just make money from the ads, what does that kind of look like? It's always everything is based on the audience. Okay. So um, you want to share some like terminology as well? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So CPM is basically how much they're making per thousand um, thousand views. Okay. And but what you actually take home as a creator is called RPM. And that's always based on your audience. So, for example, um, <laughs> I'm like slowing myself down if I, okay, uh, certain things. Um, since I already talked about the movie recaps thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, for my, for that specific channel, for one of the specific movie recaps channels I have, it's making like 325 RPM. So that means for a thousand views, you're roughly getting $3.25. Okay. But for that channel, oh. I'm actually not, even though I like the AdSense, right? high ticket items are the best way to, oh, really? to monetize okay. most channels because you're not like I don't need a million views if you okay let's say you're selling your acting course right <laughs> it's like a coach's test yeah. um for every thousand views let's say one out of that thousand buys your course that's 0 0.001 percent so and let's say that course you're selling for 
$500, right? And that I think, I think that's a fair price for helping someone start an acting career. All they need is like two gigs or something and pays for itself. Yeah. Um, let's say they, uh, let's say you get 5,000 views a month. So 5,000 divided by 1,000, that's five. And so you make five sales at 500, that's 2,500 a month. Yeah. So you do that in long term, 2,500 a month, isn't that crazy? But that's just gonna grow over time. And it's yeah. passive. Like you do the work one time creating this course and then you have that revenue. Yeah. And you could also, um, you could update it. Right, of course. Just yeah. add little modules like yeah. on top there. Mm -hmm. It's cool too, like nowadays, it doesn't even have to be a course you're selling. There's like affiliate links and stuff yeah. like that with like products where you can make commission and stuff like that. So even if you're like, want to make beauty YouTube videos yeah, and you put exactly. like beauty products in the description and you get people to buy those. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is really, really smart. That's so interesting. I, yeah. I hadn't realized most of the money was not through ads. Um, I know you said it depends. So it probably, yeah. I guess for the bigger channels it might be, but that's so interesting. That's so cool though about YouTube that there are all these different revenue sources yeah. inside of that medium. Yeah. Um, would you say YouTube is still the social media platform where you can make the most money or no? Interesting. I guess it probably depends on the person and how they're approaching social media too. Exactly. Yeah. I think you can make a million dollars in any platform, right? Yeah. Um, it's really based on, I'll always say it. audience. That's literally the word yeah. of, for everything. Um, certain audiences work on certain platforms better. Mm -hmm. And also there's other ways to monetize your channel. Like for you, for acting, like when all these like casting directors see you online, like let's say you only get a hundred views for the month, but then you booked a gig that made you five grand. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so yeah. who cares like yeah. about the views? It's quality of views. That so it goes is, back to your intention. That's such a yeah. good point. I have like 3,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah. I booked four different acting gigs on there TikTok. Go. I was at church on Sunday. Some girl yeah. was like, oh my gosh, I love your acting TikToks. <laughs> like go. it's because they're pushing it towards the right audience. Like I don't exactly. have a huge following on TikTok, yeah. but even the people that I'm like meeting in real life because I'm surrounded by actors in LA, yeah. like they're pushing it towards the people that I want to be communicating with yeah. anyway, which is so cool. You're right. So it comes down more so to like quality and finding your, your audience, which is so cool. Um, can I elaborate on that? Yeah, well? absolutely. So you can really break down like anytime I talk to someone about like helping them with their channel, like I ask them, what's your end result? Like what's your monetization strategy mm -hmm. for you? Maybe it is getting more acting gigs or, okay. but if your strategy would be totally different if you're, you're just trying to be famous as a YouTuber and do entertainment videos. Sure. And so like recognizing that, are you trying to do YouTube for lead generation? which is like what most businesses do, mm -hmm. or are you doing it for AdSense and entertainment? And that, you know, that's a, like just having clarity on which one it yeah, is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Quality of views matter more if you're monetizing through um, outside of AdSense, mm -hmm. right? So. Do you think anybody, do you think everybody should have a YouTube channel? Or no? <laughs> um, I don't think anyone should do anything. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I feel like everyone has a different vision and story for their life. And so, fair like, enough. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I believe, what, what, oh, I almost got a tattoo of like the words, it's possible. So for the past 15 years, I've struggled like um, having the confidence to build my own channels, right? I was like, and then I was like, wait a minute, like all these YouTubers have, like they're cool people, right? But they don't have anything inherently special about them that I don't have. So that and that's even with act like acting too, right? Like um, 
there's nothing that like Will Smith, I don't know why, Will Smith is an interesting character, but um, everyone has advantages and, and a story. So it's like anyone can have a YouTube channel. Like yeah. I literally, one of the coolest YouTube channels I, I found out recently, so wholehearted. I don't know, have you seen that guy who like goes to shelters? I forgot his name. I don't think so. He goes to dog shelters. He sits down with a dog and he just like talks about the dog every video basically leads to that dog's adoption so that so he's doing good in the world right making these videos but he's also making a lot of money through adsense right and so like i believe there's no such thing you don't have to be a starving artist yeah <laughs> yeah because you're if you're an artist you're part of a business usually and and so as long as you can monetize anything like i love youtube yeah. oh actually for all like I, yeah <laughs> legit yeah um yeah no i love that um yeah that's good i am curious what are some things you see in successful youtube channels that they do that unsuccessful channels don't do my gut answer immediately when you see that is i think it connects to what we just talked about mm -hmm. the successful youtubers treat it like a business okay they, there's like this romantic notion that like to be successful like you could just like do whatever you want which is true like you could but you have to also time block and set time aside to create the videos yeah um the most successful people in any field know how to work when they don't feel like it mm, discipline <laughs> yeah yeah so like i'm very big on schedules and routines mm -hmm. and yeah. all the successful youtubers i know they block out times in their day or times in their week yeah and it doesn't mean you can't take vacations like one of the my favorite strategies for YouTube videos, like the only way I could do 16 channels, I literally hyper-focus on one channel. I batch edit and batch create for maybe four days. And I create enough content for that one channel for two months. And then I rotate to the next channel. Oh. And the only, and that works for me because yeah. what I've learned is I can't, some people are like, oh, I could focus on one channel. I can't, like it's, it feels like work, like even more like work. I have so many passions yeah and what I love about YouTube is you could all you gotta do is just create more channels and like um, have specific audiences so yeah I also think it's so interesting what you did because I think sometimes people can struggle to build a brand if they're doing it from a personal place but yeah. trying to focus on many different niches so I think it's interesting what you did focusing each channel on a specific niche and it sounds like you found more success I'm curious did you ever try the personal brand doing a billion different <laughs> niches before you broke off into this that's, or that's a great question actually one of the movie recap channels i have mm -hmm. is from an old channel i used to post personal stuff oh okay if you look at my video library including shorts there's 1300 videos there oh wow 1300 videos and that channel i did not make a dollar from before i think there's a power of focus uh i think it's also connected to I recently rebranded my just my name online. Yeah, Leo Design Mendoza is completely and purely just YouTube yeah. growing channels education. And I think when people know you as one thing, you know, I'm thinking of like Donald Glover and Childish Gambino, right? That his concept of like I'm creating music as Childish Gambino and I'm acting as Donald Glover and I'm also writing as Donald Glover. So it's a different like it's just easier to remember and it's easier to digest yeah. brands that way. Um, I'm not trying to be Walmart, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to be, like, that specialty brand that, like, oh, like, there's not many people 
um, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but like, I feel like people lean towards creative and, or people lean towards operations and business. And I think one of the blessings I've had is that I'm able to sit in the middle and that's why I can work with a lot of people because mm. I was like, creatives don't like suits. Have you heard the term like suits? Like, oh, you're just like the business person, but yeah. business per people don't like pure creatives. And so like, I love being in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. I, okay, so I'm curious for you, how long were you um, building your YouTube businesses before you started to see a profit? Ooh, um, are you considering like, by profit, do you mean like other, mo like for example, if I'm filming if I'm filming videos for other people, is that part of that profit as well? Um, let's say, yeah, because I'm just thinking mm -hmm. of anybody who's wanting to start doing something similar to what you do. Like, how long do you think it would take them to start seeing a profit if somebody wants to start doing YouTube? What I do or just doing YouTube? Just Let's do just doing YouTube because what you do is kind of niche. Yeah, um, you could literally make money in one week. Okay. And the reason I say that is because the fastest way to make money with any niche with any audience is if if you provide a service okay right so for you right like you post a video and you get acting to it you're providing a service to these like casting these movie projects um and so for me like when i, I used to post like wedding videos mm -hmm. i post a wedding video on youtube i'm not trying to make money on adsense from the wedding video but it led to at least three clients from that post right yeah um so okay so um, if somebody wants to start doing YouTube, but they're not sure what type of videos they want to create or like where to start, what would be your advice mm. for them? I love that. So I'll give self-awareness to answer that question is okay. really important, but yeah. um, this is really clear to me now. Mm -hmm. Like now that I'm really building my own channels yeah. full time and helping others even more like do you know who you're serving? Okay. And what do they want? You can literally sum it. Who are you serving and what do like, they want? Like, mm -hmm. because like, and and why are you serving them? Yeah. Right? So are you trying to make them laugh? Are you trying? Yeah. Um, are you trying to teach something of value? And if you're clear on that, like spend as much time on that <laughs> as possible yeah. because that literally is a foundation of the whole your whole business yeah. your whole youtube channel no that's really good and even yeah. to kind of put that into perspective for you guys maybe in like my situation who am i serving actors yeah. what do they want like content and insights into the industry which is kind of what i'm doing with this podcast and yeah. the content i create or like another example i can think of is like fitness like who are you who are you serving like people who want to get fit how are you serving them with like these programs or things like mm. that um yeah, just to kind of give you guys some ideas. Okay, I actually want to transition to asking you a little bit about um, you and like your business. Because I think um, another thing I talk about a lot to actors is how building their own sort of freelance business, like how I do mm -hmm. content as a freelance business, some sort of form of income on the side that isn't acting. So that way they're not just constantly only relying on acting because yeah. it's so inconsistent, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, you were building your businesses while you also had a full-time job. Mm. What is your advice for somebody who is trying to build a business while also doing something else? How did you manage your schedule and stuff? Love that. Um, my gut, once again, it's time block. Uh, I, I want to recommend a book to everyone. It's mm -hmm. called Gary, um, it's The One Thing by Gary Keller that literally will solve a lot of an answers as far as how to focus and manage your time better. Mm -hmm. um, but I time block a lot. 
But at the same time, I also want to give a side note with the um, one of the reasons why I couldn't work for other YouTube channels full time is because I just recognized like I'm not a machine. <laughs> so You're like, not. <laughs> well. I am gonna get that thing that Elon Musk. Uh, what is the thing that he's implanting in people's brains? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm on the waiting list. Mm -hmm. No, not really. Um, going back to it was, it was about building a business on the side, right? Yeah, exactly, and like how you managed yeah. all of that. Because let me tell you guys, yeah. like our work hours were very like nine to five type hours. Like it was yeah. a full time thing. We yeah. had Fridays off, but no, you didn't. You still kind of worked Fridays, <laughs> yeah. so. I still work Saturdays and Fridays. Yeah. Um, for one, I think you just really gotta love what you do. Yeah. Because no, no matter how much time you have, if you actually don't enjoy what you're doing, it's gonna be, you're gonna burn out. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think the first thing is just having a normal sleep schedule. Um, and by doing that, you can wake up early. And so yeah. I work in the morning. Okay. I work in the morning before my full-time job yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't have wife and kids. And so like, I don't, yeah. um, it was easier for me to work after, but sure. at the same time, I, I said the whole machine thing because I recognize that like, even like working on my own channels, I can't work too crazy. I still need to rest. And yeah. so I, I actually stopped like working at night as much and just really just decompress and recharge for the next day. Okay, nice. Yeah. So you made like a balance of it. You still made sure you were resting in yeah. the midst of working, which I think is important. I know I find myself sometimes getting annoyed with myself when I'm like tired and I have stuff to do because it's like we want to just like go, go, go. But it's like sometimes your body's like, mm -mm. or you like get sick all of a sudden or something like that. Like you're right. You can't just keep going. You do have to take a break. Yeah. Your body will force you to. Um, long term. Yeah, in terms of long term. Um, okay, so you left your um, full time job about a year ago. How did you know it was time to go fully freelance and do your own thing? <laughs> I also want to be transparent that I got fired. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I technically didn't leave. Mm -hmm. However, um, I was offered um, to work back again, but um, I, I denied the, the request. Um, what was the question I told <laughs> How did you know it was time uh, to like, but I guess if you were fired, it was kind of. So so when I got let go of that, so I used to manage these other channels full time. Uh, I After that let go period, I was offered more positions, even like working for my church, um, helping them with their YouTube channels. And so, uh, but I had this voice. It goes back to that same voice that made me move out, like back from Toronto, Canada. Like, yeah. Uh, the voice is just saying like you could grow your own channels like yeah you know what I mean like so it wasn't a financial place another backstory to me is like I was trying to retire by 40 okay right um so I have a lot of money saved up and I'm like I'm looking at all these people who are like retiring and I'm like why don't I just use that money to invest in my dream right now like what am I waiting for like, and then also investing in your dream now, you don't know what type of income that's going to bring as well. Amen. You know, so. <laughs> Amen. Because, yeah, you got to look, you got to really have, I've been working on more of an abundance mindset yeah. as well. Yeah. And like, anyone who says YouTube is saturated doesn't understand YouTube. That that's was one a, thing. literally my next question for you is, yeah. is YouTube oversaturated? And can somebody still break into it? Yeah. But... Just like any industry, any job, like acting or whatever it may be mm -hmm. like you are like one person and you're so unique that no one 
can I know this sounds like oh like fairy like Cheesy. snowflake yeah, stuff yeah. but like it's true right yeah. no one looks like no, like no one looks like you no one looks like me like no one have... has your life experience exactly. no one has your voice your way of saying things yeah. I know it breaks my heart when people are like I'm not gonna start doing like social media or making videos because everybody does it and I'm like but your voice might be the one that changes it for somebody <laughs> yeah. else like what is the world missing out on because you're too afraid to like create things um and we all do that because I've I've had that too and you might as well where I'm like oh it's oversaturated I shouldn't but yeah I think that's a belief I love that yeah it is and a everything limited, is a, belief. a limiting belief and everything is a belief yeah right so if you believe it's saturated you'll find evidence to support that it's saturated yeah but if you believe there it's possible for you that's why it goes back to like I'm actually, I don't want to plug my stuff completely, but like... You can, at the end of this video, uh, I'm just going to have you, like, tell people how they can work with you and stuff, so... I'm actually, yeah, but I'm, like, actually creating a program, and I was like, how do I help... I don't have time to help people one-on-one -on -one for everyone, right? Yeah. So, like, how do I scale that? How can I help people? I was like, I'm going to create the best YouTube education program with everything I know in the past 15 years, right? And so, rather than creating a course, I'm creating a program with free courses, and the first course is self-confidence. It's literally the psychology. Like you could have all the the tactics of like YouTube, all the trending stuff, but if you don't fix that part, it's like you're done. Yeah, because like, you're never even gonna start. So, yeah. yeah, because you have people who have so much confidence in themselves and they don't have the strategy, they don't have the business like intelligence, but they're still successful because their confidence really like compensates for everything. Yeah, that's in acting too. Point. Like I've seen. Yeah. I've seen some interesting people, right? So. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, Dang, these tangents okay, are crazy. Of... No, it's good though. <laughs> I, these are the best conversations. Um, it's fun. Okay, so Leo, you're somebody who I feel like I think you're very self-aware, and I know I Leo and I we ran in the same circle for a minute, and everybody just knows how like self-aware and disciplined you are. So I'm curious, um, do you have any advice for anybody who's trying to become more? like self-aware, work on self-development, that type of thing. Oh, interesting. What's some advice for somebody who wants to level up their life? Do you have anything? Level up their life? Mm -hmm. Leo meditates twice a day. He's one of those people. <laughs> um, the value of your, your physical health. Mm. I think if you, it's crazy. One of the reasons why I have, I'm able to work is because I, I probably should watch what I'm eating more at night, but like I fast. I'm like I don't eat anything mm -hmm. till like after work, six, seven o'clock. Yes. Um, I can attest. Again, we used to work <laughs> together. And he would not eat at lunch. Yeah, with the rest of us. Um, but my gut is telling me like just recognizing why you want to improve in the first place, mm. because just be not everything needs to be improved. Maybe it's rather than self awareness, it's self acceptance. Mm, that's good Leo because I think sometimes yeah we can get like really up in our heads about having the perfect routine and doing yeah. it up but you're right sometimes it's just yeah yeah because going back to whole self-consciousness of like there's still a blessing that came from starting faceless channels right yeah because self-awareness is great but when it's self-awareness in the negative way and I'm self-conscious about my looks then that's not healthy right so like I'm learning how to be self-aware and just really have healthy mindsets about yeah. multiple things yeah can i ask you i'm just curious um financially when you left your other job are you making more money now than you were when you worked a nine to five going freelance uh trying to remember yes now you are okay so okay so i'll be honest the first 
seven months was a lot of learning seven okay. eight months but then it took now like if we if we start moving forward from after that point then yeah, yeah. okay um which that's a good testament to like building a business is a lot of the time when you start you're not making you have to stick with it for a minute before that revenue comes so yeah um that's interesting to know okay Plus, Leo. oh can i add one, oh yeah, yeah. One thing to that like also like tax wise it's better to operate at like even and loss so just reinvest everything especially like i have money saved so I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to receive an income from my business. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm You have to plan for yeah. that period. Yeah. It's like Amazon, if I remember right, they operated at a loss for the first 10 years. Wow. And it's yeah. one of the biggest companies in the world now, so. Yep. That's yeah. a good point. Um, okay, Leah, would you ever consider acting? <laughs> so we have this conversation. Right? Yeah. So I, I've had this voice tell me like, okay, in the last um, channel we were working with together, mm -hmm. like... I experience acting a little bit more yeah. and it's actually so much fun to play characters it is when I was younger uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this I was in like I was in musicals in uh, middle school and high school oh yeah Leo sings as well <laughs> I yeah that's a totally different mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah that's like good. um <laughs> thank you um, so yeah I yes long story short I actually want to um, start doing my own like shorts and mid form as a writer, actor, and director. Um, once again, I love YouTube, so I'm playing those on. Using that yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, Leo, my final question before our Fast Frisky 5 segment. Oh. Um, do you have any advice for actors out there who want to start doing YouTube? Just something general you would want to tell them. I know it's, like, so cliche to say just get started. Yeah. But there's a reason why people say that. It's because you'll learn way more from just doing you could take a course you could get advice but when you physically learn from experience it's so powerful like like going back to when i was teaching i learned more in one day teaching those students than like four years learning how to be a teacher randy with our fast frisky five is rapid fire questions but they require a lot of thought oh gosh question number one favorite quote we're all standing on shoulders of giants isaac newton okay Something in LA not a lot of people know about. Um, I love Burbank, actually. Burbank's the best part of LA. Is that Burbank part of LA? It is, yeah. We're oh, wait, Burbank. My bad, my bad. Burbank and Playa Vista. Okay. If you ever want to talk about YouTube, right? If you ever want to know where the YouTube studio is, um, it's closed down for the most part, like, um, to creators, but the, the YouTube studio in Playa Vista is really cool just to see. Yeah, yeah, cool. What's your favorite line in a movie? See, if I was an actor, I would probably know that answer way better. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something from The Matrix. It is not what lies before us. It's just, um, Morpheus has a speech in front of his design crowd, mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm butchering it, but it's like, it's not what happens before us that makes, like, I'm so butchering Before us that, like, makes me believe something's possible, but it's what lies behind us. So, like, okay. The whole concept of like looking at your history and looking at yeah. all the things you've been through as, mm -hmm. as a form of confidence. Mm -hmm. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. Pickles, yeah, your name. Oh gosh, only if I don't know what's in there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, and then we'll end with a reset obsession of yours. <laughs> Thank you.
there anything you want to leave our acting like an actor guests with? Continue to believe in yourself. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Good advice for anybody. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you next week, guys. Bye.